dissolved the council permanently. The last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved co-hosts, Dickie and Claire. What's up, what's up? To quote the all-time great BoJack Horseman on the BoJack Horseman show, what's up, bitches? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, friends. (laughs) Who are not bitches. Soap sluts. We are that. (laughs) <laughs> not bitches yes sluts space <laughs> we are space sluts find it on Public. <laughs> nice <laughs> how's everybody how yeah how have you been it's been two weeks since we lost an episode because just stuff is crazy we're still in the pandemic things are getting worse sometimes mm-hmm. like, even though people think they're getting better <laughs> um yeah, I, was cough. Uh, I was gonna say cough cough the government, but that makes it sound like I've, I've also got it. So no. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Things are starting to open up again. Y'all are sick of it. Go ahead. Don't wear a mask. Just kidding. Please wear a mask. <laughs> because You're everything okay, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired because of you goddamn bitches getting sick and I work in healthcare and stop it. We're so busy, you assholes. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good technique, stop getting sick. <laughs> yeah, the just, just stop. Thanks. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it out. I've never thought that before. Okay, hang on. Oh, I'm cute. Please get sick and die on your own time, if you don't mind. That's right. Just <laughs> get sick and die on your own time. Not on mine, okay? We're understaffed and overworked and just don't suck, guys. I do well, think people who refuse to wear masks should um, be, like, they should uh, give their hospital bed to the next person who was responsible and got sick. Yep. Bottom. I think they should be hung. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Coming uh, in hot. Charlie's coming in hot today. Just this is uh, the Beardhead podcast. I'm on a cruise ship and let him hang out there. Oh my god! It's like have you seen um Nathan for you? Yeah. When he does the uh, that guy pinks hot dogs, <laughs> he wants to. His original plan was that he wanted to put him on the boat and <laughs> blow it up and sink it. <laughs> Very positive opening to the show here. <laughs> in all reality, I hope everybody listening to this is doing well, is protecting themselves, is protecting their neighbors, and is having a good day. Mm-hmm. And is not sick. I just think that we're reflective. We always try to be reflective of the world itself and our own opinions and our own. We like to be earnest that way. And so this is this darker tone is just a darker reflection of this horrible year that we seem to be living. I mean, when you just when you just said, um, it's a, I got a little, a little bit of a story, but uh, when you just mentioned it being two weeks since we last recorded, uh, that means I'm coming to the end of my isolation period at home because I did travel back to my my personal Tatooine, and um, uh, basically. On the flight, um, I sat down, and there was a dude next to me wearing a bandana. And I was like, oh, a bandana's not great. 
And then he kept pulling that thing down every now and again. And I was like, dude, can you please, can you please not? That's when I noticed he was wearing a red hat. And on top of that hat, it said, make America great again. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's uh, like, like literally, you, it, this had to happen today. And it's like, yeah, like all the announcements are like, please be, you know, please take care of yourself and others and wear it. And you could just tell this guy was like, he, he so wanted to be told off so he could just pop off at someone. And I'm just like, yeah, these, these people don't deserve anything. So did you move those people? No, I didn't. I mean, like he, uh, he got better at it, but it was, it was still annoying. And it was really, it was a really short flight. It was like, I really hope one day his tiny penis grows into a full-grown man penis, and he behaves like a goddamn adult. Mm-hmm. I hope he dies before that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy well, shit! An example of what it'll sound like. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god! Great acting. <laughs> oh my god! I, uh, just you know, bring it back to the general vibe. <laughs> Oh, God. Make America not filled with pestilence and plague again. That's my new slogan. Well, uh, Grandma died. Uh, We had to put her in the plague pit, but the economy's booming. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That's that's a a thing that I think not many people are doing. Like, bring back plague pits and... But you use capitalism for this time. Mm -hmm. You can make a good business out of it. It's called Disney World. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's funny. Also, I had somebody come in to work today. I worked before recording this. And uh, she's her birthday was tomorrow. And she's like in her 80s. And I was like, oh, happy birthday. Are you doing anything special for your birthday? She's like, I'm not doing a damn thing. My my kids and my grandkids wanted to come over, and I told them, no, get away from me. <laughs> I was like, that is the 2020 energy we need. Yes. She's like, they wanted to throw a little shindig for me outside, and I said, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Do you think she yeah. always feels that way and that this year is the best, it's the best birthday <laughs> she'll ever have? You know what? I don't know. I, I got the vibe that she was she was very much like these people are stupid, not wearing their masks. So she went on a rant of like, there's guys with masks below his nose. We keep having to remind to like pull it back up and like stuff like that. <laughs> she was just like these damn people. So I'd like to think that she would normally like to see them, but to be fair, she was as grumpy as I was this morning. So who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been a weird, like, couple of weeks. We've been off because just stuff has been crazy. So thank you, everyone who listens, for, like, uh, bearing with us, quite frankly. Uh, as you heard, Claire is, like, super busy. She's a superhero. Um, I'm not. I'm just really, I'm just you super are, you're, tired. Like, super <laughs> tired. <laughs> That's my superpower. Some people oh, have super man. strength. Some people can fly. I'm super tired. That is that <laughs> not a t-shirt somewhere? Like that has to be a t-shirt. It's like I'm not a superhero. I'm super tired. That's my secret cap. I'm always tired. <laughs> it just needs the like Superman logo on it. It really does. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> 
fuck. <laughs> but yeah, um, just to let you like, I know we're not just saying it to be, you know, like boast again, but Claire does work crazy hours and um, she's very tired right now. So be grateful that you listen to her. Be grateful for, <laughs> actually, it's really nice to be back and chatting with you guys. And I was going to say, you're welcome in advance for the, the exhausted, stupid things that come out of my mouth today because there's going to be some weird ones. That's where we make our money. That's right. <laughs> Get her sleep deprived mm-hmm. and put her on a mic. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Um, yeah, over here in the UK, it's been like fucking awful <laughs> in terms of the weather. It's been crazy hot. Um, and I don't know if you can hear this right now because maybe um, maybe it's edited out, but there is a fan going on, so I do apologize if you can hear my fan, but it's really hot, and I'm not going to turn it off. We don't have AC over here. Charlie, um, we've been meaning to talk to you. Um, due to your ambient noise, we have fired you from the pod. Uh, oh, we will take up hosting duties for the rest of the show. Thank you for the years you put in of service, but bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always funny. It cracks me up because, like, a lot of people don't understand the AC situation. <laughs> like, oh, no. my, the lack my, of AC situation. Yeah, like my my grandparents like barely like barely got a ceiling fan put in like a while ago, and um, like so when it gets it gets hot, like you you know people like me, you know, living in Texas will be like, oh, that that sounds like a nice day, but like it's so it's so differently like shifted i remember like i was in the british museum once (laughs) it was like one of the hottest days of the year and it's like we were cooking in there it's like they just don't they just don't have the same sort of setup yeah the best place to go on a hot day in london is the place where there's a massive fucking giant dome glass ceiling (laughs) glass roof (laughs) it's like greenhouse essentially i lived when i lived in scotland i lived in a house that was 250 years old and made of stone and naturally um and this was in the 90s when i was living in this 250 year old house so now add make it 270 uh yeah no ac no central anything it was just when it's hot it's freaking hot and when it's winter you've got your little radiators and you're probably just gonna freeze happy UK. <laughs> yeah like just to clarify like, in case you are an american and you don't understand because i get this quite a lot like i'll say wow it's really hot and then people will look at the temperature and go well over here we're used to that and it's like well yeah but you've got <laughs> ac we yeah. don't have ac <laughs> especially in london like they're not like you can't get insured for that sort of thing because, like, the amount of times it's hot in the UK is very rare, so there is no technical need for it. But in these occasions where it gets really, really hot, and it has been getting more hot per year because of the global warming, it's unbearable. So all we have is like spraying water in our faces and having fans on, and even that doesn't do much because the hot air is hot, <laughs> and that's just blowing mm. more hot air around. So. It's been very difficult for me. Um, please um, send in any sort of praise or congratulations to me. That'd be nice. Absolutely. <laughs> Apart from that, have we missed anything else in the last two weeks, personal-wise? Have we? No one's got married or um, sent to prison. I or had something? an anniversary. Woo! 
Congratulations. Thank you. Other than that, no. And to be fair, I spent my anniversary. I was supposed to go rock climbing, but we were so freaking tired that instead we played The Last of Us. (laughs) Cheerful. Yeah. I got got, um, married, divorced, and pregnant. Oh, congratulations. When's it you? We're going to be an aunt and uncle. Is that what you're telling us, Nikki? It's your prego? (laughs) My prego. (laughs) Your prego? (laughs) By Uh, that, I mean the pasta sauce, not (laughs) having a child. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's on the cards. See what happens. (laughs) He worked at Lego, (laughs) now he prego. <laughs> oh man, that sounds that's... like a HR issue. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like an episode title to me. Yep, there we go. Oh no! Oh goodness! So how about Star Wars, huh? What? What's what's that? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> to be honest, we've all forgotten. We've all forgotten. Um, it's been so long. <laughs> Yeah, should we just dive into the relative news of what we have? Not much stuff has been going on, as you know. Uh, yeah, let's go. I'm not sure if we mentioned this in the two... I don't know if it happened in the two weeks since we last recorded, but Nikki did bring up the fact that the Star Wars films have been pushed forward, uh, naturally because of the coronavirus and the pandemic, so no more mm. Star Wars until the future, which is going to be a, a, a chilling blow <laughs> for anyone who wasn't... <laughs> around for most of the <laughs> prequel era. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's you know the the one of the most unimportant side effects <laughs> of everything that's been going on is we have to wait an extra year. Um but yeah, and I, I think we we also had that um Disney quarterly call which didn't really worry too much about Star Wars, um but I think a lot of people were hoping they'd detail something there um the only thing that sort of came out of that was the comfort or i guess the reiteration that mando season two is still slated for october so something to look forward to there yay yeah i listened in the call on discord with chris and Mm -hmm. it was single-handedly one of the worst moments of my life (laughs) I, i do wish i could get that time back it's it's the most fascinating thing that Star Wars Twitter thinks is a good use of their time. Uh, you it know is. what? I made the mistake of doing it once, and now I just wait for Twitter to tell me what didn't get said. Because let's be honest, nothing actually really ever gets said. <laughs> it's it's a, like com- it's a comment that's been made a lot, but I specifically loved Noah's tweet where he is the like good burger. <laughs> like clip of like pretending like you know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, yep, that's exactly what it looks like. Like everyone like acting like they care about earnings calls. It's it's weird. Just stop hyping those things up, guys. Yep. It was actually kind of worth it for one thing, which is the my look of express my expression when they announced the um the Fox sort of spin off platform like the streaming platform mm-hmm. and i was just so mm-hmm. incredulous i was like Wait, did they just announce they're doing a speak like a spin-off streaming platform for films like alien what a weird what a weird thing yeah what's weird they're though made- is like also hbo has like the rights to like all of those hbo max mm-hmm. what, so, for alien yeah aliens on there 
Oh. I literally weird. watched it the other day. Yeah, I think all of them are, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. The more you know. And distribution rights is, is a weird thing. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. It'll never, it'll never not be confusing. I wouldn't be surprised if it does eventually make its way on that platform. Um, I know that Disney are very interested in, obviously... They want that synergy, baby, and they want to streamline stuff. We saw it not even a lot longer ago with the, um, the Alien and Predator comics, which <laughs> I think were Dark Horse were doing. <laughs> and again, right. they were stripped <laughs> away of their stories and sent to Marvel. Um, yeah, IP game's yeah. ruthless, man. It is weird seeing like, a variant cover of like Tony Stark hanging out with the fucking Xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yay! (laughs) But um, yeah, should we just dive into what we've got? Yeah, dude. Okay, so first off, uh, Adria Arjona, or Arjona, sorry, my bad. It has been. I'm gonna start that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Adria Arjona has been cast in the upcoming Cassian Andor series for Disney Plus. There aren't any details about her character as of yet, but it is good to see more representation in this galaxy. What do you guys think about this casting? So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. What I cool. think of this casting <laughs> is... What I think of this casting is I have a lot of things I need to watch <laughs> that she has been in. Um, I'm, I am absolutely excited for more diverse casting shout out to that it's kind of cool that she that you know we're that the pacific rim family is also becoming incestuous with the star wars family because she was in pacific rim with john boyega Mm -hmm. which i'm sure he has all of the most lovely things about being cast in a star wars movie to say to her um no mostly good but you know i'm i'm just excited uh i don't know like this might be my most anticipated Disney Plus thing coming out in the next year, even more so than Mando season two. I just love Cassian. I love that character, and that era is just—I mean, that's the era that got me into Star Wars. So I am look forward to finding out a little bit more about being an agent behind enemy lines and just seeing those characters again. So I'm excited for her. And uh, I'm excited for the homework of television shows and movies I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited to see her in this too, because um, I I've seen a, like a pretty decent amount of what she's in. Um, she's great in Good Omens, uh, Pacific Rim. She did a like action movie with Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal. For Netflix, Triple Frontier, she was in that for a bit. Um, so I think it's I think it's pretty cool, and I think she's definitely like one of these sort of like rising, you know, she's on the up as you know in one of these uh, you know new new act actors and whatnot. So um, I think it's really exciting to have her in. Of course, the representation. I think this also feeds into a rumor that I think started going around last year, where um, they said there would be like put like potentially flashbacks of Cassian and his sister. So oh. I think I think this could be 
if that if that all tracks, this could be Sister Andor, which is very dope. Um, and and yeah, like through the, with the like action movie as an example, I she's very pro like doing stunts and whatnot. So I think it could be it could be a, like a really exciting role that um, gets in the action with with Cassian. So I am definitely excited for. Her. I I hope it works out awesomely. Yeah, I. I've only made, mainly seen her. Uh, I can't talk. I've only mainly seen her in Good Omens, and she was like incredible in that. Like she, she was like a standout for me in that sort of show. Apart from that, like, obviously, oh, awesome. and um, Michael Sheen. But yeah, because that's what made me excited. Because I thought, oh, she's great. I've seen her recently, and so this is one like someone I'm looking forward to see more of. She seemed excited about it on the news. She posted it on Instagram stories. Um, and I did hear the same thing as you, Nikki, about the whole sibling thing, which has me both excited and also scared. <laughs> she's gonna die, guys. If that's the case, that's my I don't immediate... think she's gonna live. I mean, that's my we're immediate thought. Off. It's the Sol Guerrero uh, <laughs> treatment. <laughs> would would anyone have learned something new? <laughs> that, that is that is the the prayer we are hanging on here um, do better i mean it'd be awesome if we actually like an andor survived and made it through post rogue one mm. mm-hmm. i'd love that like that'd be awesome and then you could do like a sequel series <laughs> yeah like what if the sequel of the second season wasn't cassian and it was like mm-hmm. post rogue one yeah Oh, that'd be cool. Her picking up the mantle of her brother's espionage, yada boom ba bow. That'd be cool. I don't know what yada boom ba bow means, but, you know, here we go. Well, it's, that's why it's espionage. <laughs> what are you supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm also really excited about this project. Uh, I did have some misgivings about some things that happened recently on Twitter, which I was talking to. I think it was either Corey or Noah, or both. <laughs> And that's the idea that apparently Tarkin's going to be in the show. But uh, there was some sort of speculation about maybe Guy Henry not returning. Ooh, I saw that too. Interesting. Because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, Gilroy doesn't like him, apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. Teddy Gilroy is such a complicated man. <laughs> <laughs> It's He's cr- like, I hate this shit. I hate this shit. Let me fix it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Give it here. He's like the key. Like yeah. He's like the uninterested dad. And he's like, I don't want to help you with Mario Kart. And he just picks up the controller. I was like, no, I need to get to number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That's yeah. weird. I just don't think anyone else can do a better job with the whole talking thing than Guy Henry. Like, there's one thing. Yeah. Looking, obviously, he's helped by the fact that it's CG. But there's one thing having those mannerisms, but it's the cadence of the character as well. And I feel yeah. like he does such a great job at that that I can't really see anyone else doing it. It's yeah. it's weird to want to roll the dice on that again after it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that is weird. But I I was also very yeah. It's like that double edged sword because I was very excited to see. The suggestion that you know Tarkin would would be in it, um, but yeah, it, weird that they uh, would do that if, if that's the case. I just want to see a scene where uh, Ben Mendelsohn 
and Guy Henry as Tarkin and Krennic are just slapping each other like Night Museum. <laughs> and, then the, and then Palpatine comes in and goes, for heaven's sake, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's what I want to see. That's the dynamic we want. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think also, um, or like really quickly, I think Diego Luna also had been asked recently about the production. And it, it's again, it's not like a story, but it happened, so we may as well mention he was just like, <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not gonna do anything until it's safe. Okay. I was like, Okay. It, I mean it's it's nice to know that it's not been cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the intention that it's still happening is still good. And no matter how bummed we may get that there's gonna be delays in things, I'm very, very relieved to know that we're being safe and we're protecting our actors and protecting uh, are the, you know, protecting these human beings that are not just Cassie and Andor, that they are not just Disney property, that they are being watched out for. So mm-hmm. that's more important. More important than content coming out on time. I was thinking about saving this for the 90th episode, but I feel like I don't know about you guys, because we've missed two weeks. Can I drop an exclusive? Oh yeah! I've learned some scoopy news about potential show for Disney Plus. As you know, scoopy news, scoopy scoopy news. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, Diego Luna mentioned, (laughs) the fact that the show is now behind, like, is going to be a bit delayed because of what's been going on. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm have actually Mm -hmm. been working on ways to continue making sure their shows are safe, productions are safe for Disney Plus shows. And taking ideas they already had and mixing them, seeing what they can do. And I've heard that the Solo 2 show is going to be set entirely on the Falcon wearing the gas masks from Empire. (laughs) (laughs) The entire season. Yeah, the entire season. Wear a gas mask, folks, if you can. They're not sure if the ground is stabilized, so there's enough oxygen. So they have to just keep keep wearing the masks. Oh my or god! <laughs> Chewie went. Chewie went to like a non-social distance family roast on Kashyyyk, and <laughs> they don't know if everyone. He thought, hey, he thought, hey, after Solo One, maybe I should go to Ardinia and check out one of those Minoc roasts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are nuts. And apparently, filled with famous, coronavirus. Famous anti-vaxxers on Ardinia. Famous anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, so that's going to be some some exciting news to see that sort of flash out. Oh, Heck yeah. yeah! But there's another scene where Chewie and Han are in yeah. a shower again, but they're wearing masks. Hmm. Sexy. Yeah. Wear your mask, kids. Even in the shower. <laughs> Han Solo says, "Wear a mask." If you shower with a friend, wear a mask. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all we got time. I mean, you totally will feel like you're getting waterboarded, but oh, Jesus, Claire. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop making songs political. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but, so that's all we've got for the Cassian news. We'll move on to the next thing, which is a big section of our notes, because the story was quite interesting for me, which is that uh, news about the, f- uh, the cancelled Star Wars video game Project Ragtag has been revealed this week by a former staffer. Zach Mumbach spoke to the YouTube channel Minmax Show, <laughs> sorry, uh, saying 
The timing was weird. <laughs> the sequence of events was like, hey, we have a studio of their own engine who make really high-quality single-player games, the Dead Space series, and we're going to take that studio, move them to Frostbite, and have them make a Battlefield game. Okay, I'm fine with that. I stayed there and worked on that. According to the Mumbach, the game focused on a rogue character a la Robin Hood and Star-Lord. He also added that the design was underway with several levels and a major set piece involving an ATST chase nearing completion. He added, uh, but we had a lot of people at the studio who were experts on narrative and single player games and those people left. And that's fine. Some of them went to Crystal Dynamics and worked on the Avengers game. That kind of stuff happens. Then we went and hired a bunch of multiplayer first person shooter experts to help us with Hardline. Cool. To the ship hardline and go, hey, you guys are now going to make a single-player third-person game. That's the thing which is hard for me to get over. Who's making this plan? There is no plan, obviously. We were the experts at this genre of game two years ago, and then we remade our studio, and it was hard, and we pulled it off. And then it was like, go back to what you guys did before. And we were like, well, those guys who were good at what we did before left. We had this leadership team come in from Vancouver, and not knocking them, they were in the same position I was in Army of Two. They were like, we need to we need to ship this thing, let's go, cut this, cut this, cut this, Mumbach recalled. And I'm thinking, this is effing Amy Henning. Uh, Amy Henning, sorry. Uh, we have the chance to make the greatest Star Wars game ever made, and a possible game of the year contender. This isn't an Army of Two game. I think we would have made the best Star Wars game ever made. <laughs> uh, the story and the setup and the characters were set up for success. But what we had to execute was going to take a while. I think the company saw that. Hey, you guys are eventually going to make a crazy good game. At the time when we got shut down, EA executive Patrick uh, Sutherland said, was even like, what's the game with winner winner chicken dinner? PUBG? They even sent out a press release that was like, no one cares about single player anymore. I just wish they figured it out two years ago. So, what do we think about this news? What do we think about Project Ragtag in general? Because there was like a bit of footage shown, I think it was a few years back. And I think it was a celebration. Um, are we sad that it hasn't come to fruition? Or are we just comfortable with the fact? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 no, you're, you're, you seem. That was I came in real hot on that one. <laughs> you seem submitted in your opinion. It's yeah. I mean, first of all, the statement "no one cares about single player anymore" is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Um, clearly, that is not the case. I feel like, considering the track record of the most recent, you know, game of the year winners um i just i i love okay also i really love the uncharted series i love those characters i love their relationships i loved watching them grow i love how every single game they like moved the technology forward and and became more creative with the gameplay and pushed the envelope in ways that had not been done before hell yeah great and like amy hennig is is so cool and and she working on star wars am i'm I'm thinking uncharted star wars would be the freaking coolest thing ever because what one of us is not like i like growing up on indiana jones and star wars who was doing this podcast we all did and i just can't imagine like 
someone who excels at the Indiana Jones like character scenario gameplay story and and having her do a single player Star Wars can like just that's just I just it blows my mind that it didn't happen it just so much of the bureaucracy thwarting the success of this game which if it really and I obviously when you're in it when you are you know obviously when you're in it you have a very different perception than maybe on the outside there's obviously everyone's going to have their own bias but just I'm stuck on this could have been the greatest Star Wars game ever made and one player Amy Hennig star I just I the, the bleh. I'm so sad that we're not ever going to get it because it's just, oh, God, it's just what I, I, I want it. <laughs> I want it so bad. And, yep. and, like, I haven't played Jedi Fallen Order because my life has been insane. But um, I, I just – I want more single-player Star Wars stories. I really, really, really do, especially ones that, like, I feel like we've walked. Now let's freaking run. Let's make some real Game of the Year contenders. Fuck yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> anyway, also I just come off playing. I just came off playing The Last of Us, and I've started The Last of Us Part Two. So I just need, I need it. I need good narratives and characters that I can care about, and then have them break my heart. So, anyway, yeah. feelings. No, big time agree. I think it's like when when they say no one cares about single player anymore. By no one, they mean studio executives and by care about they mean get like extra extra money from yes, exactly <laughs> so it's like that's that's all it came down to on that like opinion can we put microtransactions in it um so it's like yeah it's it's really unfortunate i i do also believe like i believe them when they say this could have had been the potential to be the greatest because um it's like yeah like like everything claire just said like you have Amy Hennig doing the you know the amazing, bringing everything amazing about Uncharted into Star Wars be perfect. I remember seeing her at the EA panel in London, Celebration London, and it's like she just got it. Like you could tell she knew what it took to deliver a Star Wars story. So yeah, I think this is definitely the one that got away, um, and it, it's frustrating and it's the. The really like fickle gaming industry bullshit, but um, you know we'll see we'll see what happens. I like Fallen Order was fun. It didn't change my life. Um, it doesn't have much for me. It does not have like much desire to like go back and replay it. So it's like yeah, I'm I'm fine with it being here, but knowing that. We lost uh, this one too. It is yeah. it is kind of a bummer. Looks like it's time for a alternative opinion. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the section of the show that we just made up. I am conflicted because, of course, EA suck <laughs> in terms of their for some strange reason, and it's not just EA as well as other companies, but particularly EA, the whole single-player, no-one-likes that thing is bullshit and rubbish and stupid. Um, everyone knows that single-player games are just pure joy and what I prefer, personally prefer more than multiplayer. Because um, it actually is a story. 
but also I feel like there are uh, sorry in, inherent biases in this article itself. Like and obviously this is someone who worked on the project. The project was cancelled and didn't end up the way it wanted. And they even mentioned stuff like, oh, I haven't played Fallen Order and all that jazz. Um, for me personally, I think Amy Henning is great. And I remember watching the panel at Celebration 2016, like when I came back. Like I didn't actually go to the exact panel. But I don't know. Like everything I saw from this game had me like uninterested. Because it just seemed like the sort of Star Wars game we used to get anyway. And when I heard the description mm. of it being a Robin Hood, Star-Lord, Rogue, it just, to me, it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's my inherent bias as well. Um, of like, Whenever someone says, like, Star Wars Rogue. I just feel like a Dash Render type of character, or the douchebag from The Mandalorian, <laughs> and I don't want to play that. Like that's not interesting <laughs> to me. And so what we what we actually got with Fallen Order instead, which felt like a, another classic Star Wars game that we haven't really focused on for a while, which is like the idea of you being a Jedi using your lightsaber, getting to adapt your lightsaber, having a sort of a strong narrative that actually meant something to me, um, a character who stuck by his morals of the Jedi Order and represented something I liked from Rogue One, which is a, a really good combination of two eras, which is the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. It didn't feel like it was outspoke. Like Sometimes people try to make Star Wars stories and it doesn't feel like it blends both those trilogies together well, whereas this in Rogue One d- does a great job Like when it comes to like, the turbo tank. Not an amazing like in-your-face detail, but for me it was like, oh crap, like, that's what Revenge of the Sith. So that sort of thing I actually enjoy. And I actually enjoy that sort of stuff more than, you know, the whole, the whole rogue thing. And I, I, maybe it would have been a great game, and, and it certainly would have won me over, I feel like. Um, but for based on what we saw, which, again, was minimal, so I can't really critique it that much, I'm not happy it got cancelled, but I'm not too, like, I'm just indifferent about it, to be honest. Yeah, I get that. And it is a it is a character that is very commonly played, very commonly written in the Star Wars galaxy. I mean, that vibe. Obviously, I mean, it takes a really good narrative team to, you know, make a character feel real and be likable and have conflict and have that person struggle with their own morals. And and it, it definitely does. Um I don't think we were ever going to get that game. This is sorry guys, but I don't think we were ever going to get that game as long as EA has the license. Um, Because, you know, um, they seem to make decisions that are often based on monetary gains rather than what the players are asking for um, and are cutting corners where, in departments that we've wanted to be expanded upon. Um, maybe because they're not as profitable as a lot of those others. But, you know, I think I'm, I've, I've just, I totally see where you're coming from, Charlie. And I get it too. Like I, this has, this is an overplayed vibe. Um, I think that with the right creative team and with people behind the game that would have been working on it, um, that, that would have been working on it uh with the thoughts of 
you know, making a great game, not making a uh, profitable game. I think that it could have been a very different situation. And I'm also the kind of person who's always been in the camp of like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I know Star Wars and it's probably going to surprise me. Like I felt that way about Solo. I felt that way before I saw Rogue One and God, that blew me out of the water. I think, I mean, it's my favorite Disney Star Wars and the standalones especially. Like I remember just being like, I don't know how I feel about anyone else playing Han or Lando. It's just kind of weird to me. It's just why redo this when you could tell a new story and then I saw it. I was like, oh wait, I really like this movie. Um. So I, I'm just very much in the camp of I'm used to having a low bar and having it exceeded, which, you know, it, it's it's interesting to be the what if machine, <laughs> what would have what would have happened and how successful would they have been with telling that kind of story? I think another thing about when we talk about character archetypes, it's it's actually a, a same reservation I had with Fallen Order and feeling like my God, how many times have we seen or like heard of this Survive Order 66 story? Yeah. And that felt overplayed. For as much as like the rogue feels overplayed, that to me felt overplayed. Mm-hmm. So for, for Fallen Order to then take that and make it like, I definitely did not have the same reservations after playing it. Like they, they were able to take something that I didn't feel interested in because I felt like I'd seen that so many times um, and they made it unique. So I think this game could have potentially done the same thing with that, that sort of roguish person um, character archetype. And I think also there were, this is really old news, but like when sort of things were starting to spill out about what it would have been, um, there was a lot of talk that the main character was from Alderaan. And I always feel like, Everybody you in make any, you make anyone from Alderaan, and you already make them fifteen percent more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I think there there could have been ways that you know it's it really could have flipped like what people expected out of it, and I think that's that's like the uh, the sad thing is not getting to know if it would have done that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, especially like the whole the whole Order sixty six thing, definitely. I feel like the major thing in my head was like you were talking about Claire, like with the whole Uncharted stuff and like this character being a roguish sort of guy as well. Like, well, if that's the kind of game you want to make, make Indiana Jones. But then mm-hmm. don't even make Indiana Jones. <laughs> she did. Because, she, it was yeah, Uncharted. It was Uncharted. Very <laughs> <Just play> Uncharted. <laughs> so that's, that was the thing in my head. But I can, but also, like, I appreciate that. Uh, Amy isn't a one-trick pony. Like this is a one of the best oh, yeah. video game creatives ever. So I definitely would have been open-minded. It's just that retrospectively, I'm not too disheartened by it, and I'm excited about the fact that Jedi Fallen Order was a success, and that it does prove to EA that single games, single-player games, are the way forward. And I think that's what that's the case of what they're going to do from the future. And I'm pretty chuffed that we didn't have any sort of crazy stuff with that game in terms of microtransactions and all that jazz so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm excited yeah i do hope to see one day revisited the project the one project i'm always upset about is the one uh, 1313 because that is just Mm -hmm. you know i want that oh 
Yeah, if what? there's a way to like blend what was going on in both, potentially, that would be really cool. Like just pick out whatever worked <laughs> from both Knowledge. and sort of go for it. Do you remember yeah, I mean, the- that Darth Maul game that got, that got cancelled? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the footage, that was crazy. That was literally like one of my favorite things, because that was the one where Darth Maul was supposed to fight. Was it Darth Talon? Yeah. And and then George saw it, and like, they're friends now. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're friends now. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll start over. <laughs> Oh, he's like a preschool teacher. <laughs> uh, he's so, what a the, the, the big dick energy. Okay, he loves that character too, didn't he? He tried to put her in uh, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. Oh, George, we love you. Um, yeah, but it's a. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn. Um, no, it's fine. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, I hope like the success of Fallen Order. Like doesn't mean they just keep making fallen orders. Also, you know, it's like yeah, like I'd like them to you know use that momentum to do other single player things as opposed to just you know in sitting on fallen order three in a few years kind of thing. But, I yeah. agree. Battlefront three should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I'm also not opposed to that because like there's still so much in Battlefront two that I'm like. How how is this not a thing? They would have definitely done this if they were given the time. Um, so yeah, I'm not opposed to them coming back. All right. Well, it comes to our last uh, thing on the menu, I guess. <laughs> don't tr- don't try an improv introductions, Charlie. It never works. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So StarWars.com has announced the voice cast for the audiobook edition of the Clone Wars: Stories of Light and Dark. Uh, just to let you, if you don't remember what that, that is, the book is actually a series of stories which retell uh, arcs from the Clone Wars. Or I think from all around. Light and dark. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. But, yeah, it was good. It was a good. It was a good edition. I like it. Um, <laughs> from basically, it's just stories from the Clone Wars uh, retold um, in book format, and. This is the cast list. So the introduction is read by Catherine Tabor. Uh, Sharing in the Same Face is read by James Arnold Taylor. Uh, Dooku Captured is read by Corey Burton. Hostage Crisis is read by Matt Lanter. Pursuit of Peace is read by Catherine Tabor. The Shadow of Mbara read by James Arnold Taylor. Bane's Story read by Corey Burton. The Lost Knight Sister is read by Nika Futterman. Dark Vengeance is read by Sam Woodward. Uh, Almost a Jedi, read by Olivia Hack. Kenobi Shadow, read by James Arnold Taylor. And Bug, read by Catherine Tabor. A lot of familiar names there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like those guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm really fond of them. Are we happy with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm really... I always love these things where it's like, you know, you get... A different because yeah they're like stories from different perspectives right so um taking something we know and sort of adding a twist to it i think that's exciting yeah i'm very much the kind of person who's like I- i'm excited for it i mean you know i, I wish it was like 
dark disciple or something that we haven't seen before, that would obviously be my preference of the like, hey, remember that story that that idea that George had for a thing? Let's make it. But to be fair, I don't think at this point in time we would ever get something like that. Um, but th- I'm excited about this because reading something and, and seeing something, you get a whole different perspective. You get thought processes, inner monologues. You get, you know, a different view of things. And I think that as someone who loves the Clone Wars so dearly that that is I'm, – I'm down. I love – I can't wait to shine some light on some episodes I already love. When does it come out? Has it been announced? Uh, the book comes out. Uh, August the 25th. Oh, okay. shoot. That is close. It is coming up. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of amazing people uh, involved in that book, uh, including mm-hmm. Anne Convery. Yeah, the, the author list is really cool. Heck yeah. I'm really excited so, yeah. about that one. Big. And Dark big, Disciple uh, is interesting. I remember reading it and liking it, but then retrospectively, there's bits of it I don't like, so it's interesting. Yeah. I love Dark Disciple. I love it. So much. It's my jam. The abusive ex-hippie boyfriend can't be dealing with it. Like, leave... Uh, Again, I'm telling you, in my headcanon, Asajj faked her death. She's with L3. (laughs) And Val. Yes! (laughs) That's my ultimate, like, all these women just keep faking their deaths, and all these men are like, oh no! (laughs) We've got to get away from these shitty Star Wars men. (laughs) Get out! Fake your death! Bail! Do a bail roll! <laughs> oh, that is. Romeo and Juliet should take an herb from a priest and bail. <laughs> I like the idea of them of them being like, we need to bail, and then like, Jimmy Smith just comes in and goes, "Excuse me, <laughs> you rang <laughs> the one non shitty Star Wars male." That's right. Oh, Dad of the Year, Jimmy Smith's just showing up, being like, "I'll protect you, baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to Yoda. <laughs> The speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Into exile, I must go. I'll protect you, baby. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so that would be pretty good. I like the idea that Sam was only doing one story because he like, blew his voice out <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> he was supposed to do all of it. That was the first one he recorded. <laughs> he ran the out. first one was just him yelling at the top of his yeah. lungs all of the, all of the <laughs> material. Uh, sadly, D. Bradley Baker couldn't do any of the voices because he was busy rolling in those bad batch bucks. Mm-hmm. God, he is sitting alone in a voice <laughs> for so fucking long by himself, talking to himself. He's gonna come like out of quarantine, out of being in a voice booth, talking to himself, and he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, there's other people here." I'd love to know how, like, what his order of operations is like yeah. does he record a scene and switch characters or does he do each character at a time like it's just a soccer it's just wild. a soccer ball with a face on it he's drawn on it <laughs> he's got he's got Wilson <laughs> he's got Wilson he's talking about like, <laughs> I'd like to think that he does all of the bad badge voices he, like he doesn't do one character at a time I'd like to think that he does them all at the same time so it just sounds like he's a crazy person muttering to himself 
That's got to be amazing footage. Could <laughs> like you imagine? I like oh the idea God. that Dave's like, okay, we blew the budget on the Siege of Mandalore, so you're going to have to do every single voice, FX and everything. And it's just him <laughs> sitting in the booth going, and everything. it's just him going, we need to get to the ship. Vroom! <laughs> Which is pretty much what he does anyway. <laughs> what a life for voice actors, man. Like, I was looking at Frank Welker's uh, like filmography last night, and he's he's credited in Jumanji as animal noises. <laughs> as animal noises. Yes, that's, that's it. Oh God. He's. The I best. was. I remember. Like Jake had never played Last of Us. I I feel like I keep saying that because that's like the only thing I've done in my free time recently, which has been not a lot of stuff. But uh, I remember just being like. Oh yeah, a Troy Baker. He's in like everything. He's like, what do you mean he's in everything? And then I looked it up. I'm like, no, literally, he's in he's in everything. <laughs> like he he and Nolan North in the video yep. game world. It's like the same thing. You can, I remember looking up the Clone Wars actors and I being and just being like, time the fuck out. You were in Space Jam, D. Bradley Baker. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, that's, that's all I do in video games is work out who's done a North, who is Troy Baker. Who is Troy Baker? Who are you playing? Which nine characters and background guys are you this time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, especially when they announced the Avengers game and every single voice actor plays the Avengers. <laughs> you are all of them. Congratulations. Um, but My yeah. favorite is when they talk to each other, like counting how many times they talk to each other in the ga- in a game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and how many times is it just you two having a conversation again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think while we're on books, um, is it worth mentioning that that Mandalorian novel got like delayed big time? It did. I would so, be surprised if a few more stuff that. gets delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta sit on a few more things. Delay is the game <laughs> at the moment. Didn't a High Republic novel get delayed as well? I remember they shifted the the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, we were supposed to be getting that in a few weeks, like, in, in general. Like, um, I don't know if they specifically moved since then, but, but yeah. Well, uh, I guess just hang tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got no more Star Wars to fill. Oh, we got. Only a few weeks, I guess, until uh, Mandalorian comes back. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I saw it, my mum showed me the other day. I think it's like nineteen weeks, nineteen Mondays until Christmas. Wow! Fuck Mondays. That's wild. Sorry, Garfield over here, but that's <laughs> not a whole lot. It really doesn't feel like a whole lot. Yeah, it, where the summer went. I'll never know. I know this is like, what, like a few sentences behind, but because uh, Nikki mentioned it, just Frank Welker's face—he is the most happiest face <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I remember reading his like, name and being like, "This is the voice of Megatron," and I googled him. I was like, yep. he's, "He's so happy. He looks exactly like because like, obviously he's the voice, but he looks exactly like Fred from Scooby Doo." Mm-hmm. Oh. Because he is Fred from Scooby-Doo. Cutie. But to be fair, like, yep. still, like, you know. The way he can go from Scooby to uh, Fred in an instant is just beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 an art form, what they Zoinks. can do. 
They should have got him to play Megatron every single film. It's a shame they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I got time for Hugo Weaving, but you may as well get Frank Welker if you can. Prime! <laughs> and on that note, um, I think it's time to sort of pack up our bags and go back to where we were. Uh, but before we go, we just want to say thank you to Amy, who interviewed us for 365stars.com. Uh, you can check that out on 365stars.com. Uh, and we, yeah, we interviewed about a podcast, and it was fun. For sure. It made us moist. And if that you, is what made us moist. If you've read the article and this is your first time listening to us, well, I'm sorry, to thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> with death <laughs> gotta be you know be polite um, yeah thank you so much yeah. for listening and yeah, joining in absolutely I'm not thankful okay I'm kidding um, I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding cut that out cut that out I'm kidding I am just thank you for coming Ben cut it out cut out no, Claire's um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like climbing back up that mountain that she threw herself. I off. was just trying to pull Charlie's new segment of Counterpoint. You know, oh, trying yeah. to play along with the game with the format. Well, you, you, you got the you got to the jingle. Oh well, you know what? I think you did it so much better. Also, like, I don't like remember how it card. went. Everyone gets a, a Counterpoint playing card you can throw down at any time. Yes, <laughs> it's just like the it's just like the reverse card in Uno. Put it back the other way. <laughs> Draw two. That's a great point. Uh, I will say it's opposite day. Sorry, Claire. Huh? <laughs> oh, so we didn't mean a single thing we said in this entire podcast. We actually meant the opposite of it. So work that out retrospectively. Retrospectively? Retroactively? Fuck me. I'm tired, guys. I told Both you. Work. I know what's Both work. Both mean the same thing. Oh, yeah. Synonyms. Blech. Go to sleep, Claire. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We're, thank I you for know, listening. We need, we need plenty from that. <laughs> Um, I need a nap so bad. He's, he's sending you to bed. Claire, Claire needs a nap. Get the shotgun. We'll put it in the garden. Come on, Claire. Dude. Behind the shed. What? That's not very comfortable, Charlie. I think I'll just nap in my own locked apartment on the other side of the world from you. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, the infirmary is what would kill you, but sure. That's a, that's a great sleep. You never wake up for that one. Yeah, it's true. I'll get. A, I'll be well rested <laughs> for once. The last good sleep was in the womb. <laughs> that's how I feel some days. But yeah, we'll let you go. We'll let you rest. Um, we'll do some. Everyone else stay rested out there too. Yeah, you everybody know. go take a nap. That sounds good. I might take a nap. Actually. Nap time. I'm gonna stay up tonight. Yeah. Watch the finale of Agents of Shield live for the first time. So that's gonna be crazy. There we go. That will be crazy. And it will make me moist because I'll be crying. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Just to let you know, we said this last time, but in case you didn't, you missed it. Uh, we have updated our website. So if you want to pe- uh, pitch any ideas for us in terms of articles, feel free to email Charlie at imperialsnetpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening again. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com 
where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you. Dissolve the council permanently. The last remnant.